am Monica Dong, and I'm a recruiting lead at City. I'm a member of CFA UK Essex uh, Committee. Welcome to the latest episode of the CFA UK In Conversation podcast. This is a show for investment professionals focusing on a whole manner of topics and interesting insights that are affecting the profession today. In this episode, I'm talking to Roger Priest, CFA's senior head of research at CFA Institute about the fledgling relationship between ethics and AI in investment. CFA Institute released a report recently introducing an ethical decision framework to guide responsible AI in investment management. This forms the basis of our chat. Hi, Roger, how are you? Hello, Monica. Very well, thank you. Pleasure to have this conversation with you today. So the first question is about how is AI being used in the investment process? Well, there's really a, a variety of tremendous um, potential applications and use cases for artificial intelligence technologies in, in the investment process. And it really spans the, the full value chain um, from um, administrative tasks related to client onboarding and acquisition, where um, you know, image recognition technologies are used in verifying clients, uh, photographic IDs, for example, um, the use of, of natural language processing techniques and, and other you know, machine learning uh, algorithms to interpret client um, questionnaires uh, uh, with regards to their uh, objectives and risk tolerances. And then in the actual investment process it's, itself, um, again, there are a wide variety of, of tools and applications that are being used from both supervised and unsupervised machine learning techniques, uh, as well as, you know, at, at more at the frontier of some of these tools are, are deep learning algorithms. Um, and some of the applications include, um, you know, firstly, um, portfolio um, optimization. So using machine learning tools to construct more and more refined, more accurate parameter estimates around um, expected returns, risks, and correlations, so that that can lead to more efficient uh, mean variance optimization when you're constructing portfolios. Um, there are also a variety of tools used in fundamental analysis, um, for example, to you know, un uncover potential new insights or sources of alpha through um, things like you know, in, inferring sentiment using natural language processing techniques uh, and other tools of that nature to really improve uh, or to give a more fuller picture of, of potential, um, again, sources of, of returns through, through fundamental analysis. Um, then machi machine learning and, and other techniques are used in things like trade execution, um, where you're trying to um, you know, perhaps identify commonalities between related asset classes um, through so-called clustering techniques or through reinforcement learning tools which look to um, essentially optimize your trade execution through trial and error through learning how the market responds to a particular trading decision to then calibrate how you route an order in, in subsequent trades uh, and then as well in risk management so again machine learning can be used to improve um, you know the understanding of uh, you know, risks and returns and correlations between different asset classes, return distributions, um, so that you can really improve uh, your back testing, simulation, uh, and other techniques such as that. So 
that's quite a long list. It's by no means exhaustive, but the key point is just to illustrate that there are a wide variety of applications that can be used at pretty much every step of the value chain in investment management. Uh, and I think increasingly it's something that firms are looking towards to really improve the, the robustness of their investment process uh, and to give firms an edge. That's interesting. Thank you, Roger. Uh, it, it is estimated that almost half Asian Pacific asset management firms are using AI. Is the landscape similar in the UK and Europe? Yes. Yeah, so we, um, we partnered with the Hong Kong Institute for Monetary and Financial Research just over a year ago to conduct a, a large survey to really understand how prevalent are the uses of, of AI technologies and big data in, in financial services, including investment management. And um, we did find that you know, roughly half of firms are, are looking at um, potential use cases, but it, I think it was only around a fifth of firms are currently you know, adopting these tools and technologies at, at some scale in their operations. So most firms are still very much at that um, you know, early stage of trying to understand where these technologies can best be applied in their particular business model um, and then whether to build out those solutions or to, or to look at third party um, vendors that can provide some uh, off the shelf packages. So it's, I would still say it's in a formative stage um, in terms of the overall industry adoption and that that those those findings uh, are qualitatively similar in other markets as well. So, you know, we we have spoken with firms um, in the UK, across Europe, uh, and also in North America for um, some of our related studies on um, AI and big data. And generally, we find that that there are some very good examples. Of some firms that are employing pretty sophisticated tools and technologies, um, but this is not the the, you know the, the the norm I would say. So for most firms, they are still at the kind of early experimental stage of trying to figure out, you know, what's the best business case, you know, what's our technology budget, what's our strategic vision for using AI in in the investment process, and then understanding where and how to apply those tools um, to their businesses. Okay, sounds fantastic. What are the opportunities when using AI? So, you know, a number of opportunities, um, as I said, really improving the, the accuracy of your, your estimation of, of things like expected returns and risks, creating more, um, you know, uh, efficient portfolios for clients. Uh, and also really, I think ultimately potentially better delivering on the client objectives. So when you, when you really understand what is your client looking to achieve, um, you know, can you use AI tools to recommend suitable investments or, again, to construct you know, mean variant efficient portfolios that uh, ultimately you know, best deliver on those, those client return objectives, having regard to their risk tolerances and constraints? So it's ultimately about giving more, more accurate um, outcomes for the client. Um, but also it's important to recognize that there are risks that come with that. And um, again, we, we explored these issues in a, in a survey um, where we asked um, uh, close to a thousand institutional investors globally, partnering with, with Coalition Greenwich for this survey. We asked them what risks or governance issues, if any, does your organization face when adopting AI and or big data? And some of the, the most commonly cited issues are things like transparency of algorithms, protection of intellectual property rights, and operational risks. So there are certainly some risk factors that come with using these technologies. And so 
um, you know, it's important to stress that, that yes, there are a number of benefits, but it also carries risks. And again, you have to understand, you know, what is the best uh, fit of these technologies within your particular business model. Yeah, that, that is actually my next question. So there are plenty of opportunities with, with AI and you mentioned the risk, the risk side. Other than that, what are the common pitfalls that we must be aware of? There are a number of um, you know, issues when you look into these, these issues around risk. So I just mentioned you know, transparency of algorithms, protection of uh, property rights and, and data privacy and then operational risks. And what these really speak to is, is that um, you know, if you are not creating the right frameworks, the right organizational frameworks internally, and if you don't have uh, the right ethical context around AI model development and deployment, um, then that can create risks you know, for, for the firm, as well as in terms of the inability to best deliver on the client's um, objectives and needs. So if we unpack that a little bit, um, there are a number of areas that we think are really important to focus on from a firm perspective. Firstly, is around data integrity. So if you're building um, an AI solution, you know, do you really understand the data well enough to know, does it contain any sources of bias in the data? You know, just because you devolve decision-making from a human to a machine, it does not mean that you eliminate uh, bias in decision-making. You know, data sets may not be representative of the particular population or uh, the particular features that you're looking to sample. So that representativeness issue is important. And again, that can change over time. So continuing to understand the properties of the data that you're using appropriate sampling techniques and that you're respecting data privacy laws in the markets in which you're sourcing data, particularly if you're using some of these uh, alternative data sets, unstructured data sets, that becomes very important. So this whole area of data integrity is, is really key to managing operational risks. And then there are things like um, you know, accuracy, um, you know, do, do the model deliver good client outcomes? Um, if you are building a more complex model, does it perform better than what a traditional um, model would, would use using traditional quantitative techniques or human judgment? I think that's important to understand so that you can um, verify that the investment in the AI tool and the risks that come with it um, are additive and, and ultimately beneficial for the client. And then on transparency that I mentioned, yeah, this really speaks to the so-called black box issue. Um, I put a load of inputs into a model. The model gives me some outputs, but I can't really see or observe how those, how those decisions were made by, by a particular AI model. Uh, and here, there's a lot of work going into um, so-called post hoc interpretability methods, um, ways in which you can infer how did the model arrive at a particular outcome or what were the contributions of specific features in your input set to the given outcome. I think that's an important area um, for development. And again, when it comes to providing confidence and trust to your client that the AI tool is being used in a responsible way, you know, interpretability methods, uh, the ability to explain how the model is being used in their best interest becomes very important. And then finally, there's, there's a number of concerns around um, uh, or a number of considerations rather around accountability and governance structures. So, you know, having sufficient human oversight and governance in place, having accurate record keeping, particularly when you're sourcing vast quantities of data from a variety of different channels, um, having records around how you built, tested, trained models, 
having some uh, committee structures in place around when you decide to deploy a model in a live environment. That all falls under the umbrella of accountability and governance. And again, it's very important to get right to make sure that um, you know, these, these tools and technologies are used responsibly. Sounds very sophisticated. I just wonder why are we looking at it now, but not earlier stage? Or maybe it has already started and we are just not aware of it. Yeah, I think I think some of the concepts that I've referred to are really fundamental ethical principles that have always um, you know, applied and, and um, you know, things that professionals have had to really consider and contend with in the traditional context of investment management. I think the key thing now is that, as I mentioned earlier, the use of these tools and technologies is at that formative stage. And the skill sets involved to, to utilize AI tools, it was very different from the traditional skill set that an investment practitioner would have. So it really does involve working with data scientists, um, uh, you know, computer programmers, um, engineers who will really understand the, uh, you know, the, the data sets involved, the coding that's required to build these models, but they may lack the investment context as to how and where these tools should be applied. And so there is a responsibility then on the investment professional, the working with these data scientists uh, and other computer programmers to impart their ethical knowledge and principles in the model development process. So I think I think the key point is here is really twofold. One, it's at a formative stage, so it's important to re-examine the span of these ethical considerations now, um, before the industry reaches that maturity with the adoption of AI tools and technologies. And as I said, the second one is the mixture of skill sets that is required to build a successful AI model is such that you can't do this alone. You need to construct a, a you know a team, which really involves a mixture of investment professionals dealing with investment decision-making and understanding the client context, but then also the technical specialists that have the data science uh, knowledge. And, and in that team context, again, it's really important that the, uh, the, the ethical considerations that the investment teams should really understand as fundamental principles are imparted on the team so that when those models are built, they are built responsibly and to serve client outcomes. Makes sense to me. Last but not least, uh, this report highlights importance of a culture change within firms in respect to AI. Can you provide some details on why culture is an important aspect? Yeah, I think this really stems from creating the right environment um, for the teams to operate within the investment firm, um, particularly again when you're working with professionals with different skill sets or different backgrounds. You know, having the having the right culture set by the senior leadership of the organization, backed with a clear strategic vision over the opportunities and, and use cases of technology within that firm is important. That creates the context, that creates some guardrails around why these tools should be used and how they should be deployed. In other words, creating that culture of innovation and risk taking within appropriate risk tolerance parameters, encouraging collaboration. It's very important to stress that these approaches are pretty sophisticated. No one individual can simply build a model applied in the investment context and serve the client. It really requires what we would call a T-shaped team. So this mixture of investment professionals, 
which is kind of the vertical part of the T, allied to technology professionals, which would be the horizontal part, working together in a collaborative team. And that requires a cultural tone from senior leadership that underpins how collaboration should happen, the sharing of information and knowledge across different functions and silos within a business, and again, creating an environment for for appropriate and responsible amounts of of risk-taking and innovation so that firms can experiment and ultimately find which solutions uh, will serve the business and the client interests um, the best. Um, So yeah, culture, senior leadership, vision and strategy, these are all important elements to create the right conditions for experimentation and model development in AI to flourish. Thank you, Roger. I have one more question. Could you please uh, share what motivated you or inspired you to write this article, Ethics and AI in Investment Management? Yes, well, it, you know, this is really an issue that um, you know, we see firms and professionals increasingly taking a very strong interest in. Um, and again, as, as the industry sort of matures in its usage of AI in the investment process, again, we wanted to make sure that these ethical issues and considerations are front and center in you know, the, the, the structuring and the build out of teams and in the development of, of client solutions. Um, so again, before, before we reach that point of maturity, we think it's important to take a fresh look at the span of ethical considerations. And as I said, it's some of the principles here are unchanged really from the traditional investment management business and the traditional investment processes. But, but given the complexity of uh, the technologies involved, the need to work within you know, uh, a team's environment, you know, this is really the motivation for looking at these issues now and for setting them out clearly to give that guidance to help professionals working in teams understand the questions that they should be asking and helping them evaluate these fundamental principles at each step of the AI workflow. So when you're sourcing data, when you're building models, when you're deploying models and ensuring that those models serve the client need, you, know, you need to keep asking yourself some of these ethical questions at each step to make sure that you're managing things related to data integrity and model interpretability um, and that you have good governance um, settings in place. Um, so it's, it's really motivated to, to help professionals understand you know, the span of ethical issues related to AI and to ensure that the industry, as it progresses in adopting these tools and technologies at scale, can do so in a way that you know keeps ethics and client interests um, front and center in in business development. Amazing! Thank you, Roger. Appreciate it for chatting to me, and thank you to everyone for listening. Remember to look out for the next episode of our In Conversation podcast through the usual CFA UK email and social media channels. You can also subscribe so that you don't miss an episode through CFA UK's SoundCloud channel or Apple Podcasts. Mm-hmm.